Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg, and today we are going to be talking about year-end planning. If you're like most people around the holidays, you start to get a little frazzled and certain things kind of drop off as your plate gets filled up with obligations with family and events and gift giving. So we thought with five weeks left in the year, it would be a good time to kind of go through a list of things you should look at when it comes to your finances to make sure that you're on track to start 2022 in a positive way and organize. So uh, our guest today is actually Hannah Neer. Hannah is also a financial advisor with Pearl Planning. She has her certified financial planner designation, and she also holds her CPA. She has been a huge asset, and we are so happy to have you on the podcast today. Hannah, welcome. Of course. So happy to be here and talk about some year-end tips. Absolutely. And now Hannah did write a blog on seven financial tips for year-end, and we're going to link that in the show notes. But we're going to go through um, each one as well. So Hannah, when we're thinking about some things we should do for the end of the year to get organized and get ready to have a a good 2022, what are um, some things we should look at? Yeah, so I think one of the big things that we want to keep in mind once we get towards kind of the end of the year, um, which I know there's a lot going on this time of year, so hopefully this will kind of help you pare down your to-do list. But um, if you have a flex savings account, um, also called an FSA, this would be through your employer. And um, you want to make sure that you spend this type of account down before the end of the year. Flex savings accounts, you either have to use the funds or typically you lose the funds. So um, it's one of those things that you might as well take full advantage of before the end of the calendar year. So there's a couple of things if you have some extra money in that flex savings account that you're not sure what to do with. A couple of items that you you know might might make sense to check into: eye care appointments, um, dental visits, any procedures you've been putting off, you know, cavities or anything like that. You can also purchase things, you know, think of things that you might keep in your bathroom, um, extra supplies like first aid, band-aids, toothpaste, things like that. I even think about that kind of items that you can use with that money. Cause if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Exactly. Yep. And um, another important thing to keep in mind there, this is different than a health savings account. So with the health savings account, you don't have to spend down before the end of the year. It's exclusive to that flex savings account. So they're a little bit different um, on that front. That's great advice. And now while we're talking about um, sort of work benefits or employer benefits, um, what other things should you check out in regards to that? Yeah. So another item you definitely want to put on your to-do list um, before the year end, or even if you don't get to this one, 
Um, until next year, that's okay too. But you may want to check where you're at in terms of 401k contributions for this year. If you have some extra money sitting around, you might want to look into maxing out your 401k for 2021. If that's not possible this year, that's okay. But you might want to make a goal for bumping up your 401k savings for 2022. Even if you just tweak it up a percent or two, a lot of times we don't even notice that difference, but it can make such a big difference over time with the balance of your 401k. So one important thing to keep in mind with 401k contributions is they do have to be made through salary deferrals. So you want to check with HR just to make sure that they know your plan and they can help you implement that the easiest way possible. Um, And that can be just a really easy step again to just kind of boost your savings next year that you might not even notice. So that's great. And I know we always like when people put their 401k contributions on autopilot and not think about it. But now is the time of year to maybe think about what you put it on autopilot maybe a few years ago, and maybe you can afford to put in a little bit more. Could you just go over for our listeners um, what those maximum contribution limits are? So if you're not maxing out what you could increase to? Absolutely. So for 2021, for both 401ks and 403b contributions, you are able as an employee to contribute up to $19,500. And another item to keep in mind is also IRA contribution limits. Sometimes we, we think about that this time of year as well. If you are over 50, you are able to contribute an additional $6,500 to your 401k. And the IRA contribution limit for this year is also 6,500. So another another number to keep in mind there. Yeah. So if you've had a birthday this year, and actually my husband just turned 50, so that's good. I'll have to remind him to check on his and see if he has bumped it up for, um, you know, the little bonus of reaching 50, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And one other thing to mention here too is with some 401ks, you have the ability to set it up so that it can increase by a certain percentage each year. That's an even better way to keep this on autopilot so that it's just automatically bumping up by, you know, one, two or three percent each year, um, getting you closer and closer to that contribution limit. So lots of options here to kind of keep things on autopilot and remove one extra thing from your list for next year. That's great. And not only is it a tax savings by contributing more to your 401k, but I find it so helpful, even if you are a saver, to just have that, like you said, come out of your salary. You don't even notice that it's missing. Maybe you've had an increase in your pay and you're not uh, quite used to spending it all. It's a great way to get it out of your bank account and into your future savings. Yeah, kind of out of sight, out of mind there. So absolutely. Since you were talking about IRAs, I'm getting a lot of people asking questions about Roth conversions, because I know there was some chatter about those possibly going away with the Biden tax proposal. If people are thinking about their contributions and still thinking about doing a Roth conversion, do they still have time to do that? Yeah, the tax proposal that you mentioned is still in flux. Um, There have been some updates. And right now, it's looking like Backdoor Roth IRA conversions are going to be allowed to continue in future years. So this recommendation is not quite as time sensitive as as we originally thought. Um, But that being said, this proposal is still um, being drafted. So there is always time for this to change. But as it stands right this moment, a backdoor Roth IRA conversion is still allowed. And basically, This allows you to make a non-deductible after-tax contribution to a traditional IRA and then essentially convert your contribution tax-free into a Roth IRA. Um, So this is really nice for folks who have phased out of 
um, the contribution limits for or the earnings limits for Roth IRAs. So it's it's definitely an option you want to keep in mind if you are in that. And then along similar lines, you are still currently able to complete a mega backdoor Roth contribution. And basically with this option, you're able to fund your employer retirement plan with after-tax dollars and then convert the funds to a Roth. So these two items are definitely ones you're going to want to look at before the end of the year. Again, it is looking like we should be able to complete these in future years as well, but it's something you want to look at doing before the end of the year, just in case they do decide to close that window for future years. Okay. And just to kind of clarify around what you just said. So if you're doing a Roth conversion of an IRA, that would just be a Roth conversion, but the mega backdoor Roth would be if you're using your 401k contribution for the year and converting that to a Roth. Exactly. Yep. The mega backdoor Roth is with employer accounts. So exactly like the 401k. Yes. Okay. And you would need to contact your employer. Yep. You'd want to touch base with your employer to see um, what your options are. Some employers don't actually allow you to complete a mega backdoor Roth IRA. Um, It can vary between employers. So you want to see if it's available. And then if it is, and you want to proceed, usually there's just some paperwork involved there. Great. Now, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, since we're kind of talking about taxes in a way, um, if you are looking at your current tax situation, you anticipate maybe paying or being in a higher tax bracket or paying more in 2022. What are some things that you could do now to kind of prepare for that? Yeah. So I will caveat this section. This is going to be super dependent from person to person. It definitely depends on your specific tax situation. So for sure, talk to your CPA and financial planner before proceeding with any of these items. If you are thinking your income might go up in future years, you may want to look at um, accelerating some of your income into the 2021 tax year. Not to get too far into the weeds here, but a couple of options if you are looking to accelerate some income into the current year. You can look at harvesting capital gains, which would basically mean selling appreciated assets in any taxable accounts. Um, and then you would owe taxes on the gain in the year that the sale was made in those accounts. You could also look at electing out of installment sales. Essentially, an installment sale allows you to receive payments for a sale over several years. And in a lot of cases, that's great. And that's exactly what you would want to happen. However, if you are in that situation where you're looking to accelerate more income into the current year, you may want to Um, elect out of the installment sale so that you can realize those entire gains in the current tax year. And then another option, depending on your specific situation, might be to exercise some stock options. There's a lot of factors that go into stock options, so you definitely want to look into your specific plan. But um, there are usually some options to accelerate income into the current year with um, stock options as well. Now, this is the time of year where people... um give money to charity or make donations uh, just because it is a time where there's a great need as well as people are feeling festive and um, generous. However, there are some tax advantages to making some contributions this time of year as well. Most of us feel a little bit dirty trying to make the most of our charitable contributions from a a tax perspective, Um, but the timing of when we make these charitable gifts can really 
um, have a big impact on your tax planning strategy. So if you do expect you might be in a higher tax bracket in the upcoming years, you might benefit from shifting some of your charitable giving into those um, future years, just because the um, charitable gift will be even more valuable once you're in those increased tax brackets. So that's definitely, uh, you know, something to keep in mind if you are looking like you're going to be bumping into higher tax brackets in the, the upcoming years. A lot of times you can also donate appreciated assets to your favorite charity. And a lot of folks like to do this because they don't want to sell these appreciated assets and recognize the gains. So by donating them, you're helping the charity, but you're also benefiting yourself down the road. So those are just a couple items to keep in mind if you're planning to make charitable gifts anyways. Um, you might as well time them so that they help your, your tax planning strategy as much as they can. And it's just a great time of year to be charitable as well, of course. Now, as we wrap up here, any other items that you can think of that people should look at this time of year? Yeah. So a really easy one is just to check on any beneficiary designations. This is one we kind of overlook because it seems so simple. You can just shoot a message to your financial planner. Sometimes you can check right on your statements um, to make sure all of your beneficiary designations are still looking accurate. If you don't have anyone listed, you definitely want to um, give some thought to who you'd like to add as a beneficiary. This is just a really simple way that we can assist our loved ones once we're no longer around. Um, it's not something fun to ever think about, but it is something that's really going to help those that you love the most when you do eventually pass. So uh, something to keep in mind, even though it's it's not necessarily the time of year we like to think about these things, it is definitely an important one. Yeah, and I love the idea of just really making sure that everything is the way that you want it to be. So that would be one of those things is just checking the beneficiaries. And it happens more times than, you know, when, when we're opening accounts for clients and maybe the beneficiary isn't who they thought it was or is somebody they're no longer married to. That's a big one, too. So, yeah, that's a huge one. <laughs> That's a big Something one. to definitely look at. Absolutely. Now, as we wrap this up, um, let's just talk a little bit about setting some goals for next year because it's always a good time. Um, you know, maybe the year got away from you. I know it did for me. I feel like it went so fast and slow at the same time. But, um, <laughs> you know, just looking back, if you didn't accomplish everything you wanted to as far as financials, some things that maybe you could think about for starting off the year um, of 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So um, try to give yourself a little bit of credit first off. There's so much going on, you know, worldwide right now, COVID and everything else. Try to spend some time um, thinking about all the things that we have accomplished this year, um, giving yourself a pat on the back for accomplishing them in such a challenging time. Um, and then maybe also consider, you know, has anything changed since last year? Maybe some of those goals that you had set for yourself are no longer relevant or they need to be tweaked a little bit. Um, so maybe spend some time, um, and maybe you've you know, lowered the bar to just like putting on real pants again, you know? So <laughs> exactly. yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a very seasonal thing to do to kind of think about what we're trying to accomplish for the upcoming year. And, um, we can always try to break those goals into a little bit more bite-sized pieces so that they're um, easier to obtain and, um, just kind of start our year on the right track. I really appreciate your time, Hannah. This is so helpful for people. And I hope that it inspired some of our listeners to really kind of take inventory on where they are for the year. Yeah. So thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you. 
You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.